welcome to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat. Just a fact. The number one podcast by, for, and of the terminally... Wait, hold on. No, that's not what it's called. The, left, the number one leftism podcast made by, for, and of the terminally online. I am Sarah, a.k.a. Oh, my God. I, com- I had a nickname, and it is completely gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The assa- <laughs> <laughs> The social assassination of Chris Niosi by the coward Chris Niosi. And hello, much like uh, much like sexy backstreet and what baby has got. I am back. My name is Eden, aka uh, Pickle Rick Mueller. I was really hoping you were just going to do like Italian John Wickenlooper (laughs) and just make that your bit for this episode. Yeah, I, I gotta say, for, from, for of all your Twitter bits, this one is definitely my favorite. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. But I don't think I could keep up doing like an Italian accent this entire podcast. I would get yeah. very tired of doing that very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we we had news that there was news this week, huh? Yeah, there <laughs> there sure there sure has been some news lately. Uh, <laughs> so there was a Mueller truck. There was Mueller. Well, we should. I, I don't remember what the fuck we do on this podcast ever. I think I think mostly what we tend to do is uh, make fun of the fact that Robert Mueller repeatedly said that he could only arrest the president after he had stopped being the president during, if I'm not mistaken, during his entire uh, his entire hearing this week. Yeah, yeah, and the Democrats are just gonna put their hands together and say there are more important things to take care of right now, such as. And then they like then Nancy Pelosi just like there's like a, you blink and there's a Nancy Pelosi shaped cloud of dust where she was just standing. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Nancy, uh, Nancy Pelosi Exit just stage left. And Nancy Pelosi just starts doing the Orange Justice dance from Fortnite. <laughs> I know we made I know I made that joke like two weeks ago, but it's still extremely funny to imagine Nancy Pelosi doing Orange Justice Fortnite. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I think I also think it's gonna be like accentuated with just like bones cracking because she's definitely too old to do it right. <laughs> I want like to see her do it in the House of Commons or not in the House of Commons. I'm too Canadian for this. In the House of Representatives, and just have uh, and just have a bunch and just have like a bunch of liberals make that their like uh, Twitter AVI for a couple of weeks. And yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to see her depicted as like the Virgin Mary when she clapped at Trump, but just like she's in like the middle of the squat in the middle of Orange Justice. <laughs> her arms are just back over her. Head. Yeah, like one of her elbows is like clearly broken and bending the wrong way. <laughs> Here lies Nancy Pelosi. She died doing what she loved, Orange Justice. <laughs> Hey, but when you think about it, if if they impeach Donald Trump, that would be Orange Justice. <laughs> you know what? I can't lie. I think that would be Orange Justice. I think we can all agree that would that be if they impeach If they impeach Donald Trump, that would be Orange Justice. <laughs> what if Donald Trump did Orange Justice? Oh, that would be a sight to behold. Also, Donald Trump died doing died as he lived doing Orange Justice. I genuinely think it would kill him. <laughs> like, 
like not because not not because like it would be too much of physical activity. I just think that like him doing anything that would that was like originated by a black person would just cause his heart to fail. <laughs> Two orange justice and the fucking bone spears would seize up. <laughs> <laughs> What actually happened at the hearing? I have no fucking idea. His fat ass, his fat ass falls up, and he dies from loss of ass blood. <laughs> his dummy thick cheeks clap right off his body. <laughs> Donald Trump died today from loss of ass. More <laughs> at eleven. <laughs> <coughs> Donald Tr- Donald Trump Fortnite danced too hard. His ass flew off, and he bled out on the Senate floor. Oh. Okay. Uh, Donald Trump's butt exploded today in a tragic in, in a tragic Fortnite incident. <laughs> Donald Trump, who had an who had the bomb from Suicide Squad in his ass, set up to explode. <laughs> if anybody, if he ever did anything that a blank person invented. He once ate peanut butter and his ass came dangerously close to popping off. (laughs) Donald Trump played basketball as a teenager and was hyperventilating until someone reminded him that James Naismith was white. (laughs) I don't know who that is, but that's very funny. (laughs) He's the guy who invented basketball. Oh, good to know. uh, But seriously, though, like, did anything actually, like, happen in that hearing other than, like, like, I didn't actually see anything really. Thursday? Once, yeah, I kept seeing a bunch of stuff that like, oh, we got him dead to rights now. Mueller said we can do it. We can we can arrest him as long as he's not president. And then not nothing. I I don't know if Nancy said anything that isn't like I hate these I hate these uh, progressive young congresswomen. Apparently, somebody um, I don't know who they're drawing this quote from, but apparently somebody called the Robert Mueller. Uh, or Mueller, rather, uh, the the hearing, like watching a passionate conversation with an answering machine. <laughs> and I think that's pretty funny. But yeah, they Robert said, Mueller does. Robert Mueller does feel like an answering machine, Gajinka. <laughs> it it uh, from everything that I'm reading here, he said that uh, yeah, Trump says Democrat Democrats lost quote so big. Um, yeah, apparently, according to this, he didn't really do anything. He just kind of. Talked to the uh, talked to the people in the house and like they yeah. asked him some like questions. Like he just kind of yeah, and that's yeah, really he just kind of said yeah, you can arrest him, but I not sitting president because they're too powerful. Okay, bye. So in other U.S. news this week, uh, the federal government's doing executions again. Yeah, I, I I don't remember the exact time frame, but hasn't it been like quite some time since they last did executions? Uh, it's been almost two decades. Okay, that. Fucking sucks to know. Yeah, yeah. it's 2003. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Did they, uh huh. Today, it's like it's it's five people who are definitely like reprehensible human beings, but it's just like this is really scary. Like this is really really scary. Um, there are people going to. I mean, like the, these federal executions are like people who like you know killed kids. I guess, but I guess like I, I, I don't know. Executions are de- executions are definitely a sticky situation to talk about. But I think that we can argue the federal government deciding who lives and who dies is very bad. Oh, absolutely! Like I definitely don't want uh, 
what do you call I, I definitely don't want these you know these people are not good people but i don't want the u.s government especially not the trump-led u.s government to be having that decision-making power especially yeah. given the you know the fact that there's been a ton of you know recent increasingly intense protesting against him that seems like a very scary situation to put things in yeah absolutely like this just seems like rampant like the the like the fact that they just like chose five dudes specifically who killed children just makes this feel like this is ramping up to something worse because like this does not feel like a special exception like these guys don't get me wrong these guys are terrible but like the these folks just it, I, I don't know. It feels like it feels like this is not like uh, an exception being made. Like this does not feel like oh, we just captured like there was like someone absolutely reprehensible. I'm tripping over my words because I'm trying to like I, I'm trying to like I'm worried about being interpreted in bad faith here, even though I know that's not going to happen. But like you know what I mean, right? Like this yeah. does not feel this doesn't like this does not feel like we are making an exception. This this feels like we are trying to normalize this now. Yeah, like saying you know here's five really bad people that we found. You see, this is fine, and then you know you can use that to sort of leverage your way into giving yourself that power back. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really scary. And oh, I, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's there is a lot of. Uh, I guess my 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 word to the wise about this is that there this is very scary. But also, I feel like there is definitely a little bit of fear mongering going on about this in general. So just I guess keep your head up about this, and hopefully this stops here. I don't think it will, but hopefully it does. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't really seen too much of the coverage on this, other than just like you know Twitter posting because I'm on Twitter pretty much at all times. But it does. I I, I do think that people who are saying like this is going to be an excuse for you know the government to just start executing random civilians, which is a thing that I have seen, is probably jumping the gun a bit too much. Uh, here's a snippet from the here's a snippet from the New York Times that I found is very interesting. One of the uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, people arrested was a woman who killed a woman uh, a woman named Lesman who killed a woman and her granddaughter. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, so Miss Mitchell was convicted in 2003 of killing a grandmother and her nine year old granddaughter within the Navajo Nation in northeastern Arizona. Major crimes within the, within the Navajo Nation fall under federal jurisdiction when either the perpetrator or the victims, or as in this case both, are members of the nation. A jury decided that Ms., that Mr. Mitchell should face the death penalty. That's kind of odd. I mean, if I was, I, I don't want to speak for anybody, but if I was a member of the Navajo Nation, I'm not entirely sure if I'd want the U.S. government having ju uh, jurisdiction over, you know, the crimes in, in that area. That seems a little bit... Susp uh, not suspicious, but kind of weird that that's the way things are set up. I mean, I think suspicious is not like, te I mean, maybe not suspicious because I think suspicious implies that like there is something we don't know about the government, about like the, this country's like genocide of the natives of the indigenous peoples. Um, but it does feel very suspect and like a thing that's been held over for a long time that deserved to go away and like, well, I mean, deserved to go away immediately, but should have certainly been done away with by at least like the two thousands. Oh yeah, like the idea that the you know the U.S. government, who are probably the least equipped group of people in the United States to be handling, you know, like legal stuff to do with uh, in indigenous peoples, it seems like honestly that's even though it shouldn't be, it's genuinely surprising to me that that's still on the books. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, there are those laws that never really get taken off the books. They're always kind of like little jokes, like, you know, how in Missouri, fire trucks can't run the red light, or like, you know, in Arkansas, you're not allowed to ride a horse and through town on Sundays, or how if you're Native American and you commit a major crime, the government can say you live or die. Yeah. The, gov but... the government can stick out its thumb and turn it down, and then you die. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that seems definitely like one of those things that I don't understand why that wasn't a priority to deal with by by people like like I haven't even seen like you know uh, like sort of progressive movements and stuff talking about that. I had no idea that was the case until right now, and that's honestly horrifying. That you know a country with the track record, like or a government rather with the track record like the United States has dealing with that kind of stuff is given essentially full power over dealing with those problems. I mean, like, given the power by who? Like, it is, it is a, it is a self, it is a self-endowed power. Like, it makes, it makes perfect sense to me. Like, I, I am not, I am surprised to be learning this fact just because I didn't know it before. But like, this, like, this absolutely tracks. Of course, they would like keep these kind of laws in effect as like this is, you know, one of this is just a like a, a continued legacy of imperialism. The entire world as we know it would not exist without imperialism, and its legacies are still existing to it to this day. Yeah, man, that's... I'm going to take it to the gamer corner now for some some bad news, but then some good news. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. I'm interested to learn more about this because the surrounding details sound pretty, in honestly pretty interesting. So I'm looking forward to hearing what the whole deal with this guy is. So the first thing, before we get to what you're talking about, the bad news that I want to talk about is a little bit of an update. Um, a, about maybe like um, two months ago or so, we talked about the whole situation uh, surrounding Echo Fox, uh, its owner, Rick Fox, uh, one of the investors, Amit Raizada, uh, and his racist, uh, his extremely racist, like, threats and, like, emails sent to both Rick Fox and... Uh, I believe co-owner Jace Hall. Uh, let me double check what Jace's Hall place is. What his place in the what his place in the corporation is. Jace Hall actually is the CEO of Twin Galaxies, not the. Uh, but he is a he is a very close friend of Rick Fox's, and I believe Twin Galaxies is associated with Echo Fox. I'm not entirely sure in what way. But I digress. So a couple months ago, long story short, was that Rick Fox, the owner of uh, esports team Echo Fox, uh, was threatening, what was bringing public some threats and uh, racist slurs that uh, Amit Raizada had sent to both him and Jace Hall. Uh, and <clears throat> shortly after that, uh, Riot Games said that uh, within 60 days, uh, the uh, these this entire situation must be addressed because the Riot Games did not want Echo Fox to be continuing its its spot in the League of Legends Championship Series. Their like professional scene, um, their uh, their fucking they they didn't want Echo Fox in there if they had all this stuff swirling around. So there was like a 60 day ultimatum given. Uh, then, like, two weeks ago, they were just like, hey, uh, we're just gonna push this back seven more days because there's, like, a deal that's being made right now. Um, and then a headline comes out last week that Echo Fox's, uh, ro uh roster spot in the League of Legends Championship Series, or LCS, uh, has been sold to another esports conglomerate who owns a bunch of teams, including possibly most famously Overwatch's Los Angeles Gladiators. Um, <clears throat> are you following me on this at all? I mean, I'm, I'm following. It I know I'm going a bit mile a minute. As as much as I can, like I don't, I don't know most of who these names are, but I understand like the general sort of idea of yeah. what's going on. So there was a deal brokered, and and like uh, Rick Fox, not to have like see, not not to have this much sympathy for millionaires, but like uh, as I espoused before, Rick Fox is a, is an esports owner who like cares about his players. Like 
he cares about he cares a lot about League of Legends. Like it is his favorite game. He has spent like countless hours playing that game, trying to uh, you know get himself climbing up the ladder. And taste notwithstanding, because as a League, as a League of Legends player, I recognize that is a bad decision. Um, Rick Fox genuinely loves that game and his team, and he basically had to sell his baby because the shareholder was not budging on this, uh, and uh, so the shareholder did not receive any form of punishment. Rick Fox lost his baby, lost his baby in the LCS, and uh, they sold the team. They told they sold the slot for about thirty million dollars, which means that uh, Mr. Rizada himself did in fact turn a profit on this whole situation. So he got to basically hold the thing. He got to basically hold the. Uh, Hold the organization hostage and then make a bunch of money off of it. That extremely sucks, honestly. Yeah, Rick Fox. Uh, Rick Fox genuinely seems like a pretty nice dude. Like I've said it before, he cares about his players. Like him, him and Sonic. There's like a bunch of photos of, like him and Sonic Fox hanging out whenever they're in, whenever they're in like the same, wherever they're at like the same event. Because Rick Fox does just like show up to esports events randomly sometimes, um, and. <clears throat> Um, oh, I misspoke earlier, by the way. Jace Hall is uh, a CEO of Echo Fox. So, to be clear about that. In, in, in addition to Twin Galaxies. Um, but, yeah. So, that just whole. I, I just kind of wanted to give an update on that. Um, Amit Rizada fucking sucks huge ass. Uh, Echo Fox is not a team that I am particularly enamored to, aside from Sonic Fox and uh, a couple of other teams in there fighting game like i don't really care I, I i watch league esports i do not much care for echo fox but this entire situation just sucks and i kind of wanted to update about it there's uh if you go to the league of legends subreddit there's a couple of like uh man i cannot believe i'm directing people to the league of legends subreddit i feel like i'm committing a crime by saying that but um if you <laughs> if you happen to find yourself there there is a, a good handful of discussion being had about it some video links some podcast links and such uh where Rick Fox recounts some of this stuff firsthand. Obviously, there's some NDAs involved, but other than that, um, he's been pretty transparent about this whole thing. Once the studio other side, not much, not much hush hush from him. So, yeah, that's like obviously, like I don't know a ton of the backstory of that, but that's a huge, like again, just kind of a thing that sucks to hear. Uh, is there is, is there any way that eventually they can like make their way back? to that sort of like that scene or is that uh basically an impossibility for the time being it's a possibility um the 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 way that the league of legends championship series works is very complicated to an extent that like even i as a person who's been following it pretty closely for the, most of its time most of its time in existence like before like the, the like that like the game league of legends has been around for about a decade but the first two seasons of it is an esports scene the the lcs did not exist until season three um and it's coming up on season 10 so i really don't uh, and i've been following it pretty much all the time not really a ton of idea how it works but i can definitely see rick fox somehow managing to tuck and roll out of this getting uh, getting Rizada handled somehow and getting back into the scene because he genuinely does seem to care about this game and his players and yeah, it's also uh, really throwing the fucking players for a loop because uh, everyone on Echo, the team Echo Fox is now up in the air about whether or not they're going to be continuing on that team into next year when they had like presumably been on the docket to keep going. 
Especially since League of Legends Championship Series recently did away with, uh, so it used to be that like the bottom two or three teams of the of the of the league at the end of each year would have to fight to hold their spot against like a bunch of like quote unquote academy teams or farm teams, and if the, and if they lost, the farm teams would move would be moved up into the championship series, and uh, the the losing teams would be bumped down into the other slot. Recently, uh, League of Le uh, Riot Games solidified it so that it was more like a, a, a you know like a regular sports thing where just like the teams are the same every year unless like sales or name changes happen. Um, so they kind of have to buy their way back in and cannot like work their way back in really like they used to be able to, which is I think may have been how, originally how Echo Fox made their way into the championship series. I'm not entirely, I'm not hundred percent on that though. Don't quote me. Okay. I, I that, that, that new, uh, that new way of doing things kind of seems like it sucks a little bit though. If you have to buy your way back in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's not exactly that. It's it's like you you buy, you you pay to put your name on it. You don't really pay to like bring your team in. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah. it, there's it's a slot. It's a slot that's up for sale. It does suck. It's just yeah. I don't know. The other game recorder. This is some good news. So, Chris Niosi, formerly known as Kerbifer, or well, also known as Kerbifer, um creator of such uh, quote-unquote beloved animated series such as Super Freakin' Parody Rangers and Brawl Taunts and the uh, originator uh, that got everyone together to make the Nintendo series, N-I-N, digit one zero, D-O-H, like Simpson. Do you get it? It's I, funny. I, it's funny. It's it like the Sims, like the funny yellow family of the Simpsons. Basically, basically fucking bargain bin ego raptor ass motherfucker. Um, uh, also the voice of famous characters such as uh, 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 Raigen Arataka in the uh, Mob Psycho 100 English dub. Um, he was recently cast as the male version of the protagonist for Fire Emblem Three Houses. And as of last night, he has effectively been removed from the video game Fire Emblem Three Houses because Kerbifer's career is going up in flames for the second time in his life, and it is wondrous to see. <laughs> because, so, big backstory in this. Kerbifer, Chris Niosi, I'm going to call him Kerbifer because that is how I knew him, and hearing him referred to professionally as Chris Niosi is very weird to me. I'll... Maybe I should stick to Niosi because I feel like that's the name that may, many more people know, but either way... Kerbifer, Chris Niosi, had a long and storied career on Newgrounds trying to, like... Like, it was very obvious for a long time that animation was his dream. Like, it was what he wanted to do. Like, uh, Ego Raptor Aaron Hansen uh, was, like, one of his biggest inspirations. And he wanted to, like, make make cartoons on Newgrounds just, like, as Ego Raptor did. And then in about 2010, 2011, uh, he fucked himself... So, uh, he fucked up so bad that he got himself blacklisted from the animation industry. Like, through no one's fault but his own. This is just, like, him walking up and just, like, trying to waggle his dick around some important... Not, like, literally waggle his dick. Just, like, you know, use some big dick energy in the presence of some pretty important people and it completely not working whatsoever because those people are professionals and he was a college student trying to act like, so what can y'all do for me? And give me an animation student who you are giving the time of day in this extremely competitive industry. Which is very funny because up until then it had been his dream job. Also, up until then, he had been extremely sexually abusive to multiple women. And it, he had been managed, he'd managed to keep his head above water about that somehow. Despite the fact that, well, I am going way too quickly through this because I do not know where to start. Because I cannot figure out how to tell this story well. <laughs> 
So, where to start with this? I'm following you so far. Yeah. So, he, Chris Diosi has, there are countless stories of him being sexually abusive to women. Uh, I believe recently uh, the fourth or fifth uh, came public. Um, might have been higher counts. Um, I've been following this. I, I've been extremely close to this story because, like, he was, like, he did this to friends of mine. Like, this is a pretty personal thing. Like, friends of mine were directly impacted by this piece of shit. Um, and he managed to skirt these allegations. Well, these extru these very true allegations for so long because the people speaking up against him uh, at the time identified as women. Some of them no longer do, just to be clear. Um, and they were very easily shouted off the internet because he had uh, some pretty powerful people in his corner, including uh, relatively popular animator Dave Smith, a.k.a. Crikey Dave, and... Uh, like internet celebrity uh, Martin Little Karibo Billany, uh, origin creator of the Yugi of the Abridged series, which Kerber for Chris Nazi also appeared in on on frequent occasions. Um, they were extremely they were extremely tight friends, and through the through just like the the sheer like I guess interconnectedness of that community, were able to keep Kerber and those other fucking pieces of shit's head above water. But Kerberfer fucks himself out of the animation industry by being a piece of shit and just getting blacklisted. So he drops back to punt into voice acting. He still does animation on the side. You can watch some of his stuff. Like, you shouldn't, but you can. Like, it's not something he does. He, did, he was trying to do professionally anymore, but he was still doing it as a hobby. Um, but he was like, oh, voice acting. That's what I want to do. It's, and it was like, it was something he kind of set himself up for as like a fallback plan, which whatever. But so... He, uh, these allegations are, have come out again in recent life, specifically because, he, mainly because, uh, they started getting a ton of traction, mainly in the aftermath of him being announced as the voice actor for the, for Fire Emblem Heroes. Nope, Fire Emblem, uh, Three Houses, rather. Um, and they started getting a lot more traction. And in addition to that, Chris Niosi, uh, broke NDA and bragged about this role to one of the women he was sexually abusing. <sighs> So he bragged about this role and the person he was actually abusing like was like, hey, uh, Chris Niosi just told me that he is the role in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Wow, he broke NDA to me. And then it got spread everywhere. And Nintendo doesn't like it when you break NDAs. No one likes it when you break an NDA. And breaking an NDA, for, especially for video games, is fucking awful. Like that is not, you get in so much fucking trouble if you do that. Um, so... I, while unfortunately his firing from uh, this project, his complete removal from Fire Emblem Three Houses is not uh, likely a result of him, uh, his history of sexually abusing women and the fact that he recently admitted to it for the first time in a fucking decade in one of the... Oh God, I'm on another tangent. For, I'm on another like slight tangent, but this motherfucker, he writes an apology... Apology, quote unquote, a big post on Tumblr, and just basically, and basically half the post is him bringing up times that he was made suicidal by the times that like people were were rightly accusing him of sexual abuse. Um, so you know, just tries to garner sympathy, but also when he made he posted this all to his Twitter. But he did it in a shitty, shitty way because he uh, opened, the, he started the tweet by adding like six people that were like, in, that he wanted to see the, uh, who, who he wanted to see the apology, who, by the way, most of whom he had blocked, 
but he started the tweet by adding someone with about 80 followers, which means that only people who were following both him and that person with 80 followers would have this tweet show up in their feed. The vast majority of his 33,000 followers had no fucking idea that he even tweeted this until days or even a week later after sending it out. Which right. is fucking... What's that? I was just going to say, I didn't realize that that's how like stuff like that on Twitter worked, that you could only see it if you're one of the two of them. Yeah, like, or, well, you know, you can only see it if you're following both of them, because otherwise it wouldn't show up. If you, if it was just like, say, like, you, you know, just say it's you and me, com- just say it's you and me conversing, and someone follows me and not you. You make a tweet, I reply to it. Someone doesn't see my reply, unless Twitter is like, hey, this the person you follow said this, but most of the time it doesn't do that. Okay, um, I so see. very few people, very few, very few people saw it. Uh, a lot of some uh, enough people did that got on his ass about it, and uh, he retweeted it he quote tweeted it he quote tweeted his own tweet like three hours later and was like okay here here's the apology i'm sorry everyone but so the nda is probably the reason that he lost the job but either way i'm fucking crab raving right now because i have been watching this motherfucker just slowly make his climb up the voice acting ladder forever for the last like five six seven eight years and just having to like just know in the back of my head that this motherfucker is a gargantuan piece of shit who hurt people close to me and it's really funny that he fucked up a dream job, dropped back to punt into another dream job, and kicked the ball directly into his own penis. <laughs> no, like that is <laughs> these sort of things are always uh, these sort of things are always kind of amusing to watch. I don't like not the bad stuff, obviously, so that mm. come across kind of poorly. But these sort of like when. I don't know what it is about these kind of people, but I find they have a habit of having things like this happen where they do one like dumbass shit thing and then it just kind of keeps happening to them like over and over and over again. And it's Oh, to be clear about to be clear about what actually what, what actually happened with regard to Fire Emblem Three Houses, um uh Chris replaced. Let me just double check, make sure that I get the new actor's name. Uh, so he, uh, finally, Chris Niosi has been removed, his voice, cre- his voice credit and his voice lines have been completely removed from Fire Emblem Three Houses, and he has been replaced with, uh, voice actor Zach Aguilar, who has done things like, he is Koichi in the dub of, uh, Judge's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, and other things, and he seems like a pretty nice guy, I feel like people like, seem, people seem to like him a good amount. All right, that's. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I've never uh, seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but uh, from everything that I've heard about it, it's very good. And so it's nice to see that him and not a piece of shit is voicing uh, characters yeah. in Fire Emblem. Though not yeah. to get too much away from this, but since we are talking about Fire Emblem, if I'm not mistaken, there wasn't there, like a whole lot of other dumb shit that's happening with Fire Emblem uh, Four Houses right now. What are you referring to? Oh, I. Uh, but you can cut this if this isn't something that's supposed to be part of the episode or whatever. But I heard that there was a whole bunch of just general controversy surrounding the handling of, I think, LGBT issues in uh, Fire Emblem. That's something that I'm not really equipped to comment on. It's kind of complex. Their romance options are kind of lacking. Uh, the A lot of the same-sex uh, 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 romance options do not actually end in romantic uh so the way Fire Emblem works is that with each of your with in the past at least I don't know exactly the the makeup of this one because I haven't played it but with Fire Emblem Awakening and Fire Emblem uh, Fates I think it was called I can't remember that game sucked and I didn't play very much of it um, you can get like you know you had different ranks that you could C rank B rank A rank and S rank support and S rank in most cases meant a marriage uh, the only cases in which it didn't is if you were like if you had an S rank support between like 
a mother and a daughter character, and it was just like, oh, I love you, mom. Oh, I love you too, sweetie. Wah! And shit like that. Um, but in this case, um, S ranks that would otherwise be like S ranks between the player character and uh, other uh, units of the same sex uh, that would be uh, romantic. Uh, S ranks are not entirely. Some of them just are like extremely platonic. If that, do, do you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, like instead of like becoming in a romantic relationship with one of the other male characters, right, it's like, like wow, we're really good friends or whatever. On, pa- on paper, it looks like you can, like for example, on paper, if you were playing as the male version of the main character, because you can play as a male or a female, uh, on paper, it looks like the male character has three options to S rank another male character, but only one of those actually has a romantic S rank. The other two are, from what I've been told, entirely platonic. Um, there are five options for the woman, for the female version of the main character, and I do not. Rem- I, I feel like maybe one of those is not, uh, not exactly what it says on the tin. But um, I, I'm not really equipped to comment about this further um, because I have not. I have not read too much about it. I've just heard that it's uh, la- less than uh, less than was hoped for, and I don't want to something I'm giving Nintendo credit for this because I'm not because they're like this is them like acquiescing to like the bare minimum on all of this. Like honestly, like three, like four and four would have been like the like the the minimum. For this, like four, four, like four M, four MLM and four WLW options would have been like the bare minimum for this, and they have like finally acquiesced to this after like years of not allowing any of it. Like even in Fire, if you remember uh, Fire Emblem Fates, for example, there was that fucking awful thing where there was a character who self-identified as a lesbian, and you could not romance her, you could not S rank support her, except as a male character in which you in which you gave her in which you drugged her with a potion that made her see you, the player character, as a woman, and then she falls in love with you, and then you realize, hey, it's me, I'm a dude all along. She's like, oh shit, I guess I'm not gay. Wow, that fucking sucks. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, so, so this is a pretty, this is a pretty, this is a step up, I guess, which is like, you, you, good job, you walked over the bar because the bar was fucking 50 feet underground, but I digress. But back to, back to Kerberfer. Um, I mentioned that Ego Raptor Aaron Hansen it was, and was one of his biggest inspirations. Would you like to read an extreme, like an evisceration of one of Kerberfer's, uh, cartoons by, by, uh, Mr. Ker- Mr. Ego Raptor himself? Yes, I would like to do that. Okay. So... This is a comment from left on November 17th, 2011 on Tome, which stands for Terrain of Magical Expertise, I believe. Kerberfer's, like, quote-unquote, serious drama animation, which I, wa- I had to watch a clip of... I had to watch a clip of it in preparation for this because I had to double-check something, and it looks bad, uh, but I digress. So here is, the, here is the comment. Let me reason with you. I'm really disappointed in your ability to not listen to anything at all. You have two people who have successfully made a career out of animation, joke telling, and design, and these are the two people who you are adamantly choosing to not listen to. Um, I, there, the two people here refer, he's referring to, to here, I know he is not either of them. One of them is uh, Oni Ng, who I'm not a huge fan of, but I do like that is an objectively correct statement that he has made a career out of animation and joke telling. Um, and uh, I don't remember who the other one is, but neither of these people that, Kerber, that Ego Raptor is talking about here are himself. Just to be clear. I just think you genuinely don't understand anything about direction, storytelling, character development, or visual design, but you're convinced that you do. Your colors suck. 
since the first time I ever talked to you, I told you your colors suck, and they still do. It's not a choice. It's not a style. They're ugly. There's no harmony. I can't even describe where to start because it's all so wrong. Please paint or something. Just get a handle on some color theory somehow. Read some books. Watch Thundercats. Your characters are two-dimensional, and I find no joy in watching them. Okay, I get it. That was your choice. Great, but it's still boring. I could choose to put dog shit in a soup because it was my intention, but it's still going to be a disgusting soup. I find your characters' snarky archetypal personalities an embarrassing chore to sit through, and I think a little humanizing and something that any audience can relate to would add to them greatly. Also, motivation helps. And backstory. Who are these people? What do they want? What do they like? Why should I like them? The story, my god, what is even happening? The, typically you set up some kind of clear conflict or more motivation for the characters right away, but I don't know. Nobody seemed to be attempting to accomplish something and none of the characters, this movie is a mess. But look, I get everything you're trying to do. Honestly, I do. But you're failing at all of it. <laughs> Clearly you wanted to write an engaging story and you failed. Clearly you wanted to make likable characters and you failed. Clearly you, want, clearly you wanted to have an appealing style that RPG fans can appreciate, and you failed. Your biggest problem is that you can't even grasp the concept that you may be really bad at all the things you're trying to do, quote-unquote, on purpose, and you're writing any criticism off as people not getting it. It's not our thing. Take a step back and realize that there are some people who deserve to be listened to because they know what the fuck they're talking about. They're not being mean, they're just being honest. Fuck. Apologize for the long reading, but that entire thing is just a piece-by-piece dissection of that motherfucker. And on top of all this, the, the video that I the, the anime the video of this that I had to watch for for reference, that part at the end where that, that line at the end, take a step back and realize that there are some people who deserve to be listened to just because they know what the fuck they're talking about. That line is verbatim stated by the main antagonist in the climactic fight of that of that animated series. Like verbatim, it is word for word that fucking quote. He Kerberfer took this critique, said "fuck you," and then put this critique in the mouth of the big bad guy in the final scene of Man, his that, of his cartoon. That is such a like fucking newgrounds mid two thousands thing to do, though. Is to like take okay, the- but uh, you say Newgrounds mid two thousands thing to do. Would you like to know when the when the fifteenth and final episode of Terrain of Magical Expertise uh, was posted? Oh God, when was it posted? July seventh. I want you to guess the year that it was posted. Two thousand and seventeen. Twenty fifteen. You you were you were a little bit less optimistic than you should have been. Oh God. Yeah. It's- yeah. Motherfucker. Anyways, um, he's out of the fucking... He's out of... Kerberfer is fired. Crab dancing. Crab rave. I thought he would have done something like that in like 2010 at the latest. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think. You'd fucking think. Because I remember seeing shit like that in like web comics back when I used to like read a lot of those. was like someone would do a criticism and then they'd show up as a villain in the comic later. But fucking hell in 2015? Yeah. <laughs> oh, clown car motherfucker. And God also, if, 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 he's, if he was like a, profe- uh, like a professional voice actor by this point, that means in 2015 he was a full-on adult. Oh, Christopher Niosi was born in 1988. That motherfucker's been a full-on adult since 2006. Absolute clown! Like I cannot believe the this the sheer 
I, I just, the fact that he is, he got himself not one, he, he, okay, he had extremely lofty goals. He made shit. He did, he made bad shit. Like, his cartoons are not good. He managed to land a, he managed to get in a good animation school, get a meeting with some good, really good people, some extremely, some extremely, an extremely powerful New York, New York studio, and he completely fucked it up. He was on the track to being an animator, to fulfilling his dream. He fucks it up. He drops back. He punts. He goes for voice acting. He's not a great voice actor either. He's a completely adequate one. He is speaking into a microphone and just kind of doing the damn thing. He drops back and punts and fucks that up too. He achieves his dreams twice and, somehow, and, and on top of all of that, manages to skate by all of the extremely true allegations of him sexually abusing women, and he manages to fuck everything up for himself twice. I am living, my skin is clear, my bank account is full, I have been waiting for so fucking long to see this gargantuan piece of shit go down, and it is happening in a fucking hail of flames, and I could not be happier about it. Finally, just for once, some good fucking news. I like some of my friend. Some of my friends that I'm. I, I just want to shout out one of my friends here. Uh, her name is Tara. Her she is at Lashiek on Twitter. L a s h i e c. She's extremely cool. She's extremely smart. She has been extremely hyper vigilant and nonstop about all of these fuckers from Cur like Curvifer and all the people from his neck of the woods. Every single time they try to get back on social media or YouTube or something in some kind of presence, she is on their asses immediately about it, saying, hey, do not talk to this motherfucker. This guy did this and this and this and this and sexually abused all of these women and did all of these awful things. She and a bunch of, and a, a good handful of other people have been hyper vigilant about this stuff for over a fucking decade. And it, I, I, I cannot, I, I just, I personally want to thank all of them for keeping for just keeping up the good fight for long enough to get this piece of shit off of this off of shelves that's it's that's honestly extremely like sort of heartening to hear that sort of thing actually happening for once yep and also as just a side note to this i'm still about this i i did like some you know very quick mental math here and he was 27 when he did that when he made yeah. the and he oh, you mean you mean when he you mean when he uh, uh, you mean when he uh, put the words of an extremely scathing but extremely true critique into the mouth of his main villain? Yeah, he was he was six <laughs> years my senior. <laughs> do you remember when the Zen pencil? Do you remember when the Zen pencil guy drew a comic of him teaming up with Hayao Miyazaki to fight the trolls? Yes. <laughs> What I love is, is this was far enough in the future that that was a joke. Like, doing that as a webcomic or internet creator was a joke by that point. Like, I think people said, like, as a funny thing they used to do back, like, in the day. And he's doing it legit in 2015. Yeah. Oh, the clownest of cars. Oh, Chris Kerbifer is fired. <laughs> Absolutely fucking just body slamming himself in the dick. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, it's <coughs> glorious. It is wonderful. And thank you very much. I, I'm genuinely, I was genuinely surprised to see Nintendo take such quick action on this. Again, I'm pretty sure it's mostly because of the NDA, but still cathartic and extremely satisfying. And I am just, I, I was over the moon about it last night. My Twitter was nothing but a stream of me just yelling about it. I just like the idea that he, he, he fell upward so much that he fell upward off of a cliff. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's just, it's extremely nice to see something like that happening. Like you said, finally some good fucking news. Yes, finally some good fucking news. And some other good fucking news if we can loop back around to uh, the Mueller Mueller situation. I ask that uh, Mueller, in a lot of ways, is quite like Pickle Rick, if if you think about it. Wow. It's, he really is a lot like Pickle Rick if you think about it. What are what do you think some there's some ways that he's kind of like Pickle Rick? I mean, first of all, obviously. So hold on, we're not just say, we're, hold on. We need to clarify that we're not just saying this out of nowhere. There was an article published to what was it? New York Times yesterday. Yeah, the Washington Post. Washington Post. Thank you. Democracy that was just, dies in fucking darkness. Yeah, democracy dies in darkness, and they published an article with the headline, Why Robert Mueller is a lot like Pickle Rick, or something to that effect. Yeah, why so Robert Mueller go- and Pick- what Robert Mueller and Pickle Rick have in common. Um, Bumpy. I think most importantly is green. Yes, smells of vinegar. Smells of vinegar for sure. Hold on, I, I, <laughs> I have to find the actual article because the opening sentence is extremely fucking good. It's like... Pickle Rick. Okay. Uh, throughout uh, throughout Wednesday's congressional hearings with former uh, special counsel Robert S. Uh, Mueller III, I was reminded of the opening scene of the iconic Pickle Rick episode of the irreverent adult swim show Rick and Morty. I turned myself into a pickle, Morty, says Rick, formerly a genius mad scientist and now little more than a sentient gherkin to his grandson. And, Morty replies, and what more do you want tacked on to this? On Wednesday, Mueller's answers could be summed up. I made a report. What more do you want tacked on to this? And then absolutely nothing else has anything to do with Pickle Rick for the rest of the entire <laughs> fucking like article. Right, but I think if we look really closely, um, that we can, we can, I think we can uncover some more similarities. Oh, absolutely. I think there's definitely a lot more similarities. I think this is a sort of thing where he, without even really realizing it, really hit the nail on the head here uh, in terms of comparisons. Um, like, obviously, we've got green. Uh, so, question, question. Have you seen the Pickle Rick episode of Richard and Mortimer? Yes, I have. I have seen every episode, uh, I'm ashamed to say, of Richard and Mortimer. Me as well. I think it is. I have a hot take. Mm-hmm. I think it is a fun television show. I think it is an insufferable television show when it is just Justin Roiland talking to Justin Roiland. Oh, absolutely. Like, I've watched... Sorry. I I, I cannot handle that show when it is just Rick and Morty on screen. But the other... And if another character is on screen and involved in the conversation, it becomes very good to me. I can agree with that. Especially because I've seen, like, the shows Justin Roiland did by himself before uh, Rick and Morty. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the now even more unfortunate House of Cosby's. Um, But it's, yeah, they didn't know at the time, so that one's not his fault. But it's even more fucking hard to watch now than it was back then for obvious reasons. But House of Cosby's is fucking garbage, and Mm -hmm. it's not funny at any point, and it's... It really kind of shows off why when they have the episodes that it's clear just Justin was involved in or he wrote them or whatever, why the show takes a huge nosedive in quality. 
Yeah. Um, the thing not to be not to diagnose, like I think I, I think as evidenced by like the the interdimensional cable episodes that Justin Roiland is extremely funny when he's just improving, but if you give him time to like write a script, he will just start jerking himself off about how good he is at writing jokes. Yeah, and half of his jokes are just like naming a character some like a funny name, and then like that's the whole bit. Yeah, and sometimes that sometimes that does get me. I can't lie. Gazorp Gazorp Field is very funny to me. Oh yeah, Gazorp Gazorp uh, Fields is one of my favorite jokes in the show. But did did um what was Gazorp Gazorp's field owner? Was it just was it still just John? Yeah, it was still just John. Okay, did John drink Gazorp Gazorp nut? <laughs> and with that question, I have to run to the bathroom real quick. Sorry. to that and come up with some more reasons because i feel like we, we left a joke vein on tap with that and i apologize no that's no problem let's yeah let's try and come up with some reasons why uh why he's like pickle rick i'm actually having um, i was actually stalling a bit because i'm trying to think of some reasons uh emotionally unavailable <laughs> uh robert Mueller is robert Mueller is extremely emotionally unavailable because he's spending all of his time to take down drumpf and he doesn't have time to love his wife or family i don't know if he has a wife or children he probably does Probably Robert. Yeah, Robert Mueller. He's he's definitely uh, he's definitely an unavailable. What, what, kind of, what kind of wife guy is Robert Mueller? <laughs> Robert Mueller is the Trump wife guy. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his, you want to know what his middle name is? Uh, what is it? Motherfucker's middle name is Swan. 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 S W A N. His name is Robert Swan Mueller the third. Fuck, he doesn't, he sounds like he should be, like, in the English House of Lords. <laughs> he does. Uh, yeah, he has a wife who he's been married to for, like, 50 years. And he has two kids. Oh, so this, that's, uh, that's perfect. He's sort of halfway between being Jerry and being Rick. He's got, you know, the family dynamic going on. So he's, uh, hold on, what's, what's some, if he, yes, yeah, so we've got that he's green. He smells of vinegar. He's bumpy. He's emotionally unavailable. Emotionally very quickly. Yep. Very quickly. Um, he, he's a genius, but like on the political front, where Rick is a genius in the science front, he is. Uh, uh, Robert Mueller is the puppet master who's been. You thought QAnon was Trump pulling the strings? Jokes on you. Robert Mueller has been QAnon the whole time. <laughs> Robert Mueller is Q. <laughs> he's been sending cryptic messages to weird Actually, boomer on, Trump supporters. You know, actually, hold on. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now, and um, I misspoke earlier. His name is actually Robert Q. Mueller III. So, hmm. 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 Makes you think. Uh, let's see. What are some other ways? Um, He's friends with a talking cat. What's that? He's friends with a talking cat. He is friends with a talking cat. That is correct. Um, I am going to say... That uh, very much like pick like Pickle Rick, he is a Republican. <laughs> That's not true. Pickle Rick's a Libertarian, and we all know it. Yeah, I, I feel like he's one of those weird like like individualist anarchists who are just like like the weird nihilist anarchists on Twitter. I don't know if you've ever seen that weird subculture of like Sterner guys. Yeah, is he a boomer? I don't know what age range makes up Boomer, but he was born in 44, which I believe is after World War II ended. I can't remember if Boomer is referring to babies in the baby boom of World War II, or if that's a late Boomer, uh, Boomer age range, uh, 44 to 64, so he's the oldest possible Boomer. 
Yes, he he is he is a boomer. So we 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 all say <laughs> today we will today we will eat at shut the fuck up, boomer. <laughs> if you think uh, honestly, what, think- are, what, what are some other sim- I, I just think there's a couple of other similarities we need to have. Um, I think like Pithel Rick, uh, Robert Mueller frequently uh, erases his grandson's memories. <laughs> He's got the fucking men in black pen button. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't even have a good reason for it. He's just he, fucking he, with he, he just like he shows up he shows up an hour late to dinner, like flashes his grandson in the face and just says, I was here an hour ago and we had a wonderful time playing with your toys together. <laughs> he walks up to his grand his grandson makes a poster it's like Peepaw made ten uh, fuck made uh ten Trump ten Trump report ten people <laughs> made ten Mueller reports, but no, I was the only gra- grandson to show up and read them to own Drumpf. Yeah, we got it in got it in one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll fix we'll fix that joke in post. Yeah, Matt, please make that joke funnier. Maybe add a laugh track to just communicate to the audience that it was in fact funny. Yeah, we need to signal that that was very funny and a yeah. good joke. Yes. But um, yeah, he, he races. Is, is, there anything, is there anything else that he that he and uh, well, well, Pickle Rick has been in a, a decade, a, a decade long, uh, a, what has felt like a decade long campaign to unseat Donald Trump. <laughs> That's true. He's uh, oh, I've got it. Uh, the Russians are afraid of him. Yes. Okay, you got it. And uh, lastly, Robert Mueller frequently kills rats with his bare hands. <laughs> Robert Robert Mueller is made an exoskeleton out of rat meat. By day, he writes the Mueller report. By night, he hunts Trump in a giant mech made of rat meat. <laughs> get me Eva. Get me Eva, Robert. <laughs> Aaron will have to do it again. Robert Mueller and Pickle Rick are identical. <laughs> get in the Ava, Jerry. There's probably a post out there that's like, get in the Ava, Jerry, or Rick will, ha- or Morty will have to do it again, right? Hold on, let me just Google, like, get in the Ava, Jerry. <sighs> get in the Ava, Jerry. Hold on, I should specify Rick and Morty. Now, damn, someone's gotta make that, someone's gotta make that joke. I'm just getting a lot of fan art for uh, an AU where Doofus Rick is happily married. Sounds great. Yeah, it's surprisingly not horny, which is nice. So, I guess one more thing on the pop culture front before we circle back around to politics. Well, two more thing. What? Two more things on pop culture front. One is half pop culture, half politics. So we'll do that one last, and then transition seamlessly into po- into politics. Do you like it when we when we lay out our plans ex- explicitly in front of you for the podcast? Because we def- you can tell this episode that we do not have a doc that we're reading from. <laughs> um, the other pop culture thing is that uh, Netflix has canceled Tuca and Birdie, which is this is definitely a smaller scale thing, but I'm pretty sad about it because 
I hadn't even finished the show, but I loved it a lot, and it feels like more and more glaringly obvious that Nintendo, er, not Nintendo, still, I'm still on Fire Emblem, um, that Netflix is just not wanting to give the time of day or, like, good, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, good faith, maybe? I guess, yeah, I guess good faith that they are willing to extend to shows that are made by, you know, other people. I mean, that's not that's not 100% true, but, like, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like I, even as someone who, like, I, I feel like I was the target market for Tuca and Birdie. I was not uh, advertised the show at all by Netflix. Um, and a lot of people who, like, for example, watch BoJack Horseman, which is, like, from the same animation studio that did, that did Tuca and Birdie, and are kind of style, are, are stylistically similar shows. Uh, and they, those people were not receiving those recommendations. And it's just uh, really sad to see uh, yet another show made by a one, just another wonderful show may going by the wayside because Netflix is like, eh, not enough people want this. Yeah, especially, uh, especially because I'm at least fairly certain this is something to do with the fact that the animation studio that does BoJack Horseman unionized just recently. Yeah, um, that was... From from what I had heard, this is this is all like third hand, so don't quote me on any of this. What I had heard though is that there was like a fight by both like the BoJack Horseman studio and the the um, also the people who did Big Mouth to keep uh, the, the the TV the animated TV show Big Mouth. There was like a fight by them to keep Tuca and Birdie like uh, like they didn't want it on the table at all in the union discussions. Like they didn't want like. At one point, like, Tuca and Birdie, I believe, was suggested as, like, a, okay, we'll give you a union except for Tuca and Birdie. And this was, like, but you, but Tuca and Birdie can't keep going. And they, like, fought tooth and nail for that, and they wouldn't budge about it, from, from what I had heard, at least. Okay, I, I honestly don't know too much about that myself, so I was just kind of speculating. But, yeah, that's... yeah. I just still wouldn't be surprised like, if this is union, at least union, partially... The, the, pettiness from netflix yeah the union tried the union tried and netflix did not like the it and it's sad because that was a show that i was like whenever i watch a show on netflix i just kind of like i tense up a little bit because i'm just like oh okay when is the when is someone gonna make a joke about a gender or about like a fat woman or about like you know a woman and yeah. like I, I like a show written and created by like women a comedy show about that, like uh, created by women, about being women, is just it. Like I felt like someone else put someone else tweeted it, which was like I felt my spine relax. Like I didn't have tense for like fat jokes and shit, and it was good. And I'm gonna be sad. I, I really hope that there can be like a one day at a time esque like outpouring of support to the point that it gets picked back up. I would like to see that show continue. Yeah, I didn't watch uh, Tuca and Birdie when it uh, came out, but I did enjoy what do you call BoJack Horseman. And I intend, you know, and I intended to watch uh, watch it when eventually my terribly slow media consumption habits got around to it. And it just kind of bummed me out to know that it's already going to be, you know, I'm going to have to find. Yeah. Yeah, uh, do you know if there's going to be a place at least where the episodes that have already come out will be available for viewing? Oh, like Netflix is not going to like get rid of it or anything. It's just not making, it's just not ordering a second season. Okay. Like as far as far as I'm aware, I, I don't know the intricacies about this, but as far as I'm aware, a show being canceled on Netflix just means that it's not like getting new episodes. I think it's still all available. Okay, that's good. Yeah, um, barely related, but uh, Shira is getting a third season next month, which I am 
ecstatic that there is enough support for that, but also, God, please just, just let them slow down. Voltron 2. That's, uh, that's not fair. That's not fair to She-Ra. It's not Voltron 2. Just the animation, the, the, the production cycle worries me. And I know that the animation team behind uh, Voltron had to make like eight seasons in two and a half years, which is not an easy task, remotely. No, it doesn't sound like it would be. Uh, I I don't know. Did, was the was it like a visible thing? Like, could you see that they were definitely trying to run through a whole bunch of seasons? Because I only watched Voltron up to season two and then I stopped. No, it was just, like, the speed at which all the seasons came out, you know? Yeah. Because the, there was just, a se- there was just like, a season every three months with that show. Yikes, that is, uh... Yeah, I only, like I said, I only... It was coming out relatively slowly, if I remember correctly, when it started. Mm. Ultron Legendary Defender. Let's take a look-see. Wikipedia says... Season 1 aired in June 2016, season 2 in January 2017, and then August, October, March, June, August, December. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it wasn't that slowly. It was still pretty it, quick. It was it was sl- it was slow to start definitely. Like there were like 6 7 month 6 7 8 month gaps, but like the gap between season 3 and season 4 was 2 months. Yeah, okay, that's ridiculous. All right. So there was one. There were a couple of things that we wanted to talk about. Uh, so the other pop culture politics thing is, well, Pete Buttigieg reached out to Lil Nas X and was like, "Hey, what if I did an Old Town Road remix with you?" And Lil Nas X was like, "Nah." <laughs> like, so Lil Nas X has clarified, "Oh no, I wasn't doing it because I don't like him or anything. I just don't want to like give anyone. I don't want to make it seem like I'm giving anyone an endorsement. Uh, but I like to. I, I I very much feel like that is just like." Saying that for the public's sake, and that internally Lil Nas X was just like, motherfucker, this piece of shit. This fucking clown-ass motherfucker. I would honestly, like, sincerely love... Honestly, even though I'm glad like that Lil Nas X said no, because I think it's really funny, I kind of want to hear, like, the fucking 2012 college humor-ass sound that would have come out of uh, Pete Budejej being on an Old Town Road remix. Hey, I'm gonna take my vote, put it in that poll. I'm gonna elect till I can't no more. Gonna take my vote, put it in that poll. Gonna elect till I can't no more. Do you remember the, uh, the Mitt Romney style video from uh, College Humor in like, uh, I think it would have been 2012, 2013, when they did like a Gangnam style rap, but it was by. Uh, it was supposed to be about uh, about uh, Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan. You know, I can't say that I do. Well, was Paul Ryan, Mitt Romney's running mate. I think so. That cannot be right. No fucking way is that right. That can't be right. Yep, that, Paul that, Ryan. I feel like my brain, holy fuck, my brain broke. Mitt Romney with Paul Ryan oh after introducing him as his running mate for the 2012 presidential election in Norfolk, Virginia. Oh Christ! Yeah, that would have that, it would have been great to see that uh, in 2019. <laughs> Fucking oh my god! Um, which I just I thought that was very funny. I just very much like the idea of Pete Buttigieg just trying to like do a verse in Spanish just to like just to flex on Joe Biden, I guess. Oh, honestly, like, I genuinely would have liked to have heard that. Uh, I still need to find Mitt Romney style so I can link it because it's really, like, 
a piece of like 2012 that I still can't like get over. Yeah. Hold on, I'm just gonna link this to podcast chat in case anyone wants to listen to this later. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this right now, real quick. Hold on. All right. Well, well, well this is definitely the ending song for this podcast, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking Romney style. Romney style. It's, uh, it's really something else. Man, if there were two things that we loved in 2012, it was Gangnam Style and making fun of Mitt Romney. Oh my god, do you remember that motherfucker? You you may you may have been you may have been a little How old are you again, Eden? I am uh, 21 sorry, sorry. like a couple of days. You're 21 in a couple of days. So back in 2012, you would have been I was in grade oh 9 god, in 2012. You were 9 in 2012? No, I was in grade 9. Okay, I was gonna say that 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 not so yeah, you'd be like what, twelve then? 12 uh fourteen. Twelve or thirteen? Yeah. Um, so do you remember that motherfucker who uh, uh what was his name? Like Rick Santorum or something? Yeah, I remember Rick Santorum. Is that Randy Bells? Yeah, that motherfucker and everyone was joking that like his name also means like the 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 the, the shit and scum that comes out of someone's butt after they've had anal sex and how funny it was that that was his name. Like someone was just like, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny if his name was like uh, the gay the 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 butt cum the 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 shit cum from gay sex?" Yeah, I remember that. <sighs> was that joke homophobic? I, that joke always rubbed me. That always that joke always kind of rubbed me wrong, and I can't tell if it was just I didn't think it was very funny, or if it was just like, or if it was like kind of homophobic. You see, the way I look at it is, is that it, I thought it was funny, but it def like I and I still kind of do just to imagine him being that because that stuff is it's gross regardless. But definitely the way that that joke was being told was more like you gay sex than it was you shouldn't come. Yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, anyone worth their salt having gay sex is cleaning out their insides uh, to make sure that that to that to explicitly make sure that that doesn't happen. Oh yeah, it's definitely coming from. Like it's it's de- don't know how that works. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyways, I digress. So, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Opa Drumpham style. Thank, just do that, thanks. Um, but I guess the last politics thing is uh, Britain Trump. Yeah. Hey, Britain Trump. They're calling him Britain Trump. I, I'm I'm like dropping hints that he he's Britain Trump. <laughs> what I love is he didn't in the speech. I know it's not like even funny anymore to be like, look at this dumb thing that the president said. But he did say they're calling him Britain Trump to a rally full of people, and I do think that is pretty funny still that he's like they're calling him Britain Trump. Yeah, very smart, very good man. They're calling him Britain Trump. Yeah, yeah. He's very he's very smart, very powerful, very very good and cool. Yes, uh thanks Boris Johnson, very cool. Do we thank, you, thank you Boris, very cool. Excellent work. Yeah, uh we have a list here uh that we've that has been posted in the topics chat of a list of all the things that Boris Johnson has done in between his appearance in politics and now. Oh yeah, what's the list? Okay, no, like, this is actually, like, a real bit. It's just my computer is deciding to just drag. Here we go. There is a... Apparently, he did a interview at one point where... Oh, yeah, there was the bus where he... Uh, during the Leaf campaign that he did, uh, he made where the bus said that if they spent 350 million uh, pounds a week, a week on the EU... 
and they would use that money to fund the NHS instead. And as soon as they left, they just kind of went, ha, no, and then didn't. You love it. Yeah. He uh, also, what do you call it? He, he, this is my favorite one. Uh, his clowning has gotten him national and international mockery. Who can forget that time Boris, while mayor of London, got stuck on a zip line because he was too heavy? Or that time he ca- ca- got overly competitive in a game of rugby against a child and tackled him? Like, there's a video of him, like, Great. clotheslining a, like, easily, like, nine or ten-year-old boy in the face while playing rugby. <sighs> it's... Or that recent time during a leadership debate where he pulled out a literal kipper and waved it around, declaring, "We will get our kippers back when we leave the EU." This feels like a, this feels like a this feels like a side character from that for, from that pilot episode of Black Mirror where fucking what's his ass fucks the pig. Like this feels like a background character from that episode, and he's the prime he's the prime minister now. Yeah, and he kind of is a background character to that because he went to school with David Cameron. Wow! Wow! Yeah, the two were the. Uh, he was actually there, uh, according to some reports, when uh, when wow. he big because they were both part of the same like um, boys club secret society at that school. Wow. Yeah, that's the great thing about British politics is they were all all of their fucking like leaders were in like the same weird pig head fucky clubs in like school. Like, imagine, imagine someone says, hey, for this next step of initiation, you need to fuck this pig, this dead pig. And you're just like, and, and you're just like, yeah, sure. I want to be in this club that badly. It's like, well, it looks like I have to now. I mean, like, I, I just like the, the rationalization of like, well, I mean, it's dead. So I don't think it's bestiality anymore. Yeah, it's, just, it's only on, necrophilia on, on. now. Yeah, well, I, I, does necrophilia apply to animals, or is that just humans? Yeah, I feel like I if mean, you're... I think legal... I don't know, this club has a really cool jacket, and I get a hat after I've been in it for six months. So I think I'm legally in the clear on the... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. let's fuck up it. Just, just to give you an idea, I'm going to read the list of different years where he's had a racism scandal. It was 2018, 2017, 2013, and, 20, and 2006. Oh my god. It's... He's had four separate times where he's publicly said something extremely racist, and that's just what's recorded here. It's like he's he it's he he's a radioactive material, and every time he finishes a half life, like he said, he does a racism, and he is getting more and more, he is like decaying. He is his half life is deca- he he is decaying more and more, and you know there was a bigger gap, and then a slightly smaller gap, and then a smaller gap. It's it's halved each time, and <clears throat> what I'm saying is, Bor- soon soon Boris Johnson is either going to be. All racism because may, because the half life is him. I don't exactly remember what the fuck a half life is, but it's like that's like the amount of time it takes for about half of a nuclear thing to denuclear whatever the fuck. Yeah, to go from being radioactive to being inert. I think. Yes, yes, yes. So either he's about to he's either about to die or become like just just perma racist. I don't know what inert is for him. <laughs> he's. Uh... <laughs> I have was it I have gained incredible power says Boris Johnson from his uh from his floating pyramid fortress above the UK. <laughs> that's pretty good. But yeah, that's uh I don't really honestly I feel kind of bad hopefully maybe if Alex is on an episode at some point or if we just have somebody who knows a little bit more about it can talk more about why Boris Johnson is so bad. I just more know him from goofy stuff and I don't feel comfortable like I said reading through an itemized list of the racist things that he said. 
Yeah. Do you want to get into uh, Lightbringers, or is, the, is there any other news you want to get into Lightbringers? I uh, I actually I still have to like I have to get ready because I have to go someplace in a little bit, so I'd like to do Lightbringers now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Lightbringers. Um, my Lightbringer this week is a musician I discovered uh, about two days ago. Uh, the name is. Uh, let me just double check that I've got it correct. Uh, it's Zutomayo. It's all one word. Z U T O M A Y O. Um, she's a Japanese musician uh, with an incredible vocal range. Uh, some uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if she's a solo artist or a uh, a band because there is no information about her or them in the English language online that I can find. Um, because they don't like have a Wikipedia page or anything. They're apparently uh, based on their based on just like the the view count on their YouTube videos. Uh, they they're uh, relatively popular, but uh, I have no idea like if it's a band or a solo gig or whatever. But either way, uh, the the singer has just a fucking incredible voice, and like the backing instruments are incredible. Um, I really recommend if you want to get a good taste of uh, of her stuff of their stuff. I recommend you listen to the song Justice, which I'm going to ask to be spliced in a little bit right here. Um, just a little clip from it. Uh, I think her voice is incredible. The compositions behind her are incredible. And uh, it's really fucking good. Uh, the music videos also slap my nuts clean off. Um, my... Uh as uh, so my lightbringer for this week is uh, going to have to be ah uh, oh, shit I actually don't remember the name it was a band as well that I had seen recently at a uh, oh um, it's Orville Peck who I is I saw recently live for a little bit at a music festival I went to and went back and listened to his music and it was all excellent if the idea of a country singer in Twin Peaks is at all appealing to you it's definitely something that you should listen to. It's uh, sort of just kind of weird, gothy uh, country music, but it's all, it's not as like hokey, I guess, as that sort of originally sounds. It's not like one of those like goth, psychobilly kind of records where it's just a bunch of guys screaming about like being hill people or whatever. It's yeah. it, it's genuinely really, it's genuinely like really like interesting music and he's, um, it's it and it's uh honestly a lot of the stuff is very sort of applicable i find to the the sort of condition that's going on right now there's an excellent one of his songs called uh turn to hate which is about like trying to stop like your you know anxieties and fears from turning into the kind of hate that makes people do terrible things and it's you know feels very applicable to now so i've been really enjoying orville peck his debut record came out a few months ago and i think that you should go out and listen to it Nice. I'll put that on my list. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Just to clarify about uh, Zutomayo, uh, the song is called Justice. If you translate it to English, the um, the only thing in English on their page on Spotify is the name Zutomayo. Everything else is in Japanese. So I don't know how to say or read any of it, but it's good and I love it. 
All right, I'll have to check that out as well. I'll, uh, is it in like the top five songs on there? So I, you know, can find it on like their. I will link you. The, I will send you the Spotify link right now. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send it to you right now before I forget. Find kind of a Zoe 101 and send. Fuck, I sent the wrong link. Piece of shit. I hate you, Spotify. This. That one. There we go. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so this has been Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just a fact. Uh, I uh, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, we can be found at HKIPGTD everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Gmail, and Patre- uh, Reddit. Thank you, Reddit user Bisexual Punch Party, for, your, uh, for helping run that entire fucking thing uh and uh also we can be found on patreon patreon.com slash hkipgtd one dollar a month gets you uh access to uh any of the uh to one gets you access to any and all bonus content we do um i think we have a uh 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 fucking uh extended lightbringer going up sometime soon i'm certainly in the middle of thinking about making one about paprika which is a really good movie, and it was about to be my fucking rec- uh, Lightbringer this week, but uh, I digress. $5 a month gets your name read on the podcast and a special user role in the Discord. 10 bucks a month uh, gets you a more special user status role that lets you listen to our podcast live now, which no one is doing, but it's kind of a weird time for us to be recording. It's 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 2 p.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> so <clears throat> th- uh, thank you very much, too. Roan the other V. Berg, Dr. Activisionary, Burgermeister, Stephanie Ruff, Pregnant Seinfeld, David Besser, hmm, Alex Schaub, Six Arm Sweater, Bryce, A Sexual Fish Tank, Ashy New, Nick Vern, Alex Hood, Dick Butt is the Real Jesus, Maximilian Rower, Tufster McGee, Kangaria, Bryant, Mogu, Nick Clarkson, Kadejo, Flo Siegel, Destry Hawk, Siberian Pine Hardwood, PR the Disaster, The Tallest Jew, Michael Weems, Non-Binary with Left Beef, Summer Dice, Dijonese, Chaz Goblin, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, Ollie Anders, and Ellen the anarcho Lalandiest. We love you all very much. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, if you want to find me, I am at SunHazGenya on Twitter. That is S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. You can also listen to me on the uh, uh, some of the other wonderful Noise Space podcasts. Uh, Noise Space is our network. Thank you, Matt GameCube, for running it. Uh, I can be found on The Wonder Yerks, uh, which is an Animorphs podcast I do with my friends, and Fear Baiting, which is a horror movie podcast that I do with a rotating slew, with a rotating door of guests, um, and it's a fun time. Uh, uh, and also thank you very much to the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men off of the album Cold Hard Town, fucking Slap City, uh, we use it as our intro. And uh, thank you to uh, College Humor for Mitt Romney style, which will certainly be the end music for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at uh, at TP underscore Albuquerque or on the other noise space podcast, The Stick, which I host with uh, Dave uh, Besser, who's one of the actually one of the Patreon people here. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to just about do it. So in uh, we'll uh I, I, do we say our name at the end of the show? I don't remember. Uh, until next week, Pimento Pokemori? Pimento Pokemori. Pimento Pokemori. Goodbye. Bye. I got a horse in the Olympics, girl, but I don't even watch him. In and out of tax loopholes, cause I'm so fucking awesome. Bitch, it's Friday night, you know we benefit hopping. Check my conspect, you, us consumption. I got distinguished hair and 
the private jet that flies me way up in the air. Buy and sell your company with so much savoir faire. I bought a mansion for each one of my two dozen heirs. Straight up millionaire. Affluence, extravagance, that's mix. Hey, yeah, that's so mix. Mitt Romney style. Romney style. Mitt, 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 Mitt Romney style.